the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Yes, indeedy. It is hump day. I'm just not sure with today's breaking economic news, which really just reflects what we already have been feeling in our pocketbooks. Who's got the gas in their car? Who's got enough gas in their car, I should say? It's $7 or $6 a gallon of gas in San Diego to even afford to push up over the hump. That's the, my question for all y'all out there. Today's economic news is absolutely dismal and there's no other way around it we're going to break it down for you guys tonight tell you everything we need to know the good news is is that the financial thought doctor will be here later on in the show to give you some tips and some ideas on what to do to help counter uh the effects of of this and that's what we got to do we got to we've got um breaking poll numbers we should be expecting a Republican wave going into the midterms, but we need to batten down the hatchets and we need to be protecting our, our own situations as much as possible here. So hopefully in our news, you can use segment later on in the show. We'll have some good information for you there. Look, if I, you know, Joe Biden's off on a toot all the way over in, in Israel today. And can you blame him? Can you blame him for wanting to get away from the scene of the crime? And I'm not even just talking about the economy. I'm talking about that, cr- that, speech that was so pathetic and ridiculous it was practically criminal that everybody's still talking about today uh by delivered by dr jill bigot i I mean biden so his his taco tuesday was so bad he had to fly out on hump day to israel to get away from it we're going to share um some news over over the latest gaffe how bad how bad was it immediately when he got into Israel? So we've got some some news to share with you guys there. How many Americans right now? Here we are in the heels. Today it's they're they're doubling down, tripling down, quadrupling down this January 6th commission situation. And yet guess what percentage of Americans still believe that some funny business took place in the presidential election in 2020 that affected the outcome of the election. So we've got breaking poll numbers there to share with you guys and so much more on tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you guys with me. 888-344-1170. We also, um, I, I've got a question to, to pose to you guys in a little bit. So write that number down, 888-344-1170. We normally are also streaming live on the answer page for for Facebook, but since I the Facebook has restricted me yet again, I'm looking at six more days because I dared to post a video of doctors questioning 
what they are calling the clot shots. And why is anybody even still talking about the shots in COVID? Oh, because that's ramping up again, too, including not just more mandates, but also the possibility of lockdowns. And so much to get into tonight. Before I go in any further, I got to bring in this man. Talk about the scene of the crime. He's here every night, close to it, across from me by a partition, which is good because I might trump him from this far on the side of the beast. I'm talking about DJ Potato Skins. Wait, what am I doing here? I was using the reference to this phony story of... No, I know. I said, what am I doing here? Like uh, somebody else said. (laughs) That went right over my head. That's how quick you are, man. That's how on the ball you You are. Gotta be quick to keep up with AK. Well, this is true. Um, uh, Yeah, I was pretty slow. I wasn't Joe Biden slow right there, but I was pretty slow on that uptake. That's because I'm over here. I'm over here having to keep so many. No, that's your job. I started to say I'm over here having to keep all the all the wheels turning. But that's actually your job, too. <laughs> um, listen, full stop. Full Don't stop. stop thinking about tomorrow. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> you know what? Anytime I get bummed about the uh, the economy, all I got to do is play that clip. Right. And have a and, and have, a, have a giggle. Um, you know what makes me giggle? Is every time Joe Biden goes to the microphone because it's just a laugh a day, except that it's humiliating when it's on the world stage and not just on the world stage, because every time really takes to the microphone with the 24 hour news media and the global media that we have it. But but when it happens on the global stage around the globe as the president of the United States, here's the we don't even have to get into the 20 minute speech he gave on the tarmac. The most important thing you need to know, really, about what happened in Israel today was the first thing that he did when he stepped off the airplane. Skins, please play clip six. I don't, I don't know if the I don't know if the sound was good enough there, but he's literally saying, "What am I doing here?" He's shuffling, he's shuffling his feet. He's on the red carpet. He's only three feet from the three feet from the steps that he just came down, and he's literally kind of like, um, uh, like uh, you know, like when my nieces and nephews were toddlers and they didn't really know where they were supposed to go, what they were supposed to be doing. What do I? What do I do now? Like completely confused, has no idea where he is and what he's supposed to do. And if we're able to play that audio, if we see that and we know that. Who do you think does? He's over there being, sta- being, you know, in close proximity to the number one state sponsor of terror in the history of the world, and that's Iran. Of course, they're buddies with Iran, so he doesn't. I, I guess he doesn't think he has to worry about showing that weakness. He gave an interview to some, you know, um, media um, talking head who I don't know. Um, that's. I don't know who that is. I don't really care who that is. Quite frankly, the fact that he is being brought over there by Israel to be given an award as though he is some great friend to Israel, quite frankly, irritated the crap out of me. And you know how much I stand with Israel. Hashtag I stand with Israel. They They have been our longest standing ally. And as a Christian, I feel like it is my obligation to stand with my Jewish brothers and sisters. God's chosen people. And they're going to honor Joe Biden for what? For what? Oh, because he the, during the Obama administration, they gave some money to the Iron Dome. Who else are they giving money to? They're giving money to people that strap bombs on kids to go and kill Jews. That's who they're giving money to, to Palestine. And I'm no expert in Middle East policy, but I don't agree with Joe Biden when he said this. Uh, clip nine. On technology. 
will continue to advance Israel's integration into the region, expand emerging forums and engagement like the new I2U2 summit, which will bring Israel, the United States, the UAE together, and India as well, to deepen our economic cooperation between the Middle East and the Indo-Pacific. Let's stop right there for a second. By the way, is this is this new I2U2 summit, is that anything to do with the Abraham Accords, which was what Donald Trump put together? Is that what, he, is that what he's trying to claim credit for? Okay, just clarifying. Continue. Greater stability, greater connection. It's critical. It's critical, if I might add, for all the people of the region, which is why... We'll, be, we'll discuss my continued support, even though I know it's not in the near term, a two-state solution. That remains, in my view, the best way to ensure the future of equal measure of freedom, prosperity, and democracy for Israelis and Palestinians alike. We're going to celebrate the ending of people-to-people connection and the enduring connection that binds our nations together, commemorate the history that we must never allow to repeat itself later today what well, well, uh, wait i'm confused what was he saying he says we're going to celebrate the ending of people to people connections can you tra- are you my translator tonight can you translate maybe it's some new social media site not quite sure we're going to celebrate the ending of people to people connections and the enduring connection that binds our nations together i, I have no idea what, he, no what idea. he's talking about no idea what he's talking about and neither does he because if he thinks that the people that that are the reason why the Iron Dome exists, the people that would strap bombs on children, that have cartoons that play to children in the mornings to teach them to hate Jews, that the money that's going from the United States of America to 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 uh, these terrorists there is directly being used to kill Jews. If he actually thinks a two state solution is going to stop that, he's dumber than we thought. And that has nothing to do with his age. That has nothing to do with his cognitive abilities. This has to do with the fact that he represents a Democrat party that hates Jews. There, I said it. You cannot be a part of the Democrat party and pretend that you care about Jews when you have Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib sitting in in Congress. Rashida Tlaib, who draped herself in the Palestinian flag the night she won and said that that's the people that she was representing. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand that there's some, some peaceful Palestinians over there. But but the what's going on is the terrorist over there and the terrorist sympathizers like Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib continue to deny Israel's right to exist. That's what's going on. And no amount of giving them territory there, which, by the way, is Jewish territory. It's theirs by right. No amount of giving any territory to terrorists is going to appease them because this issue is not about ground, except for the fact that they feel entitled to basically claim all ground, and that's not just Israel. As we talked last week, we had, was it last week? Was, uh, I can't remember when, or, or was it, when did we have Benjamin Baird on? It might have been Monday night we had Benjamin Baird on, and we were talking about the town Ham, Hammond Tramick, Michigan, which now has an all-Muslim city council, and the anti-Semitic mayor that's going on there. Um, you know, uh, one of the things we talked about was, you know, the Islamists, their goal is to seize control of all civilization. They don't they do not uh, see themselves, nor are they compatible with Western civilization. On the fifth anniversary of 9-11, I interviewed uh, Dr. Ahmed, who was a professor 
of he was Pakistani and he was a professor. I think he was our ambassador at the time uh, from Pakistan and he was a professor at American University and he said the terrorists are in a war against Western civilization. He said, don't you people think don't you think at all? He said, you think because it's on a train somewhere in London and tube or a nightclub in Bali doesn't have anything to do with you. It's about conquest. That's what it's ultimately about. These are frightening times. Joe Biden is only only increasing our insecurity as a nation from a foreign policy standpoint. Um, And that's one of the reasons why I don't think that's the primary reason why he's taking so bad in the polls. But according to him, though, he's doing great. We're going to take a break. We come back. (laughs) He almost challenged somebody before he got on the plane over to Israel. He almost challenged somebody to do an arm wrestling match or some push ups or something. I don't know. Over polling and over whether or not people want him to run for office again. We're going to share that with you as well as. I've got a question for you on the other side of the break that has to do with Uvalde and the video recording that was released. So we got more to share with you guys. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on The Answer, San Diego. Well, folks... Uh you know, you don't have to stand every time I hear hail of the chief wonder, where the hell is he? <laughs> Took me a long while. <laughs> you think I'm joking? I'm not. Turn around and where, where's, where's the president? Yeah, I think in that instance, I think he's trying to be funny. He's trying to connect with the people. And you know what? That I think that I think that went over um, about as well as Jill Biden's, uh, you know, uh, Yesterday, uh, her speech to the Hispanic communities in which she not only compared, <laughs> not only compared Hispanic people to tacos, but mispronounced what you call them, bodegas. What the heck's a bodega? <laughs> Joe Biden not having a good Taco Tuesday. We got some poll numbers to share with you guys. Speaking of, but but he but evidently all of us that are seeing the bad poll numbers, we're evidently not watching the right poll numbers. We're evidently the ones in the mental decline, right? We're the ones with the cognitive abilities, according to Joe Biden. And if you question him in a way he don't like, he's about to corn pop you real quick. Uh, Skins, please play clip four. Mr. President, what's your message to Democrats who don't want you to run again? They want me to run. Two-thirds say they Read don't. Read the polls. Read the polls, Jack. You guys are all the same. That poll showed that 92% of Democrats, if I ran, would vote for me. A majority of Democrats say they don't want you to run again in no. 2024. 92% said if I did, they'd vote for me. You know, when I watched that video, it got me really angry. You want to know why? Because you can clearly see why he ended up with a crackhead disgusting piece of filth called Hunter Biden. You you can see how that ended up happening. This man's a bully. He's despicable. He's a crook. He's corrupt. And he's a creeper. There's another video out there today of him leaning down uh, uh, from behind the, this like 10 or 11 year old girl and starting to whisper in her ear. And shame on any man in that vicinity that didn't yank him away from her, including Secret Service. These people are disgusting. The reality is, Joe Biden, as everybody knows, 92% of Democrats don't want you to run again. He's trying to play games because we do know 
that this is how dumb the Democrats are, in spite of the fact that the shelves are empty, in spite of the fact they can't afford to get themselves to work, in spite of the fact that their kids are being transed behind their back and put on puberty blockers, and they probably don't have the, have the people that have that going on don't even know that's happening with their kids. In spite of every every bit of that, there are a large percentage of Democrats that would vote for him again because that's just how insane we've become as a nation. Those are also the same people that think that men can have babies. More on the abortion hearings later. But the reality is, as we talked about many times, no, the Democrats don't want him to run again. In fact, they're about ready to try to to make do what they can to try to make it illegal. If they could, they would make it illegal for anybody over 80 to run again just to be able to get rid of him. That's how much they want to get rid of Joe Biden. 18. Here's a poll um, from Yahoo News, just eight, uh, reported by Yahoo News. I'm not really sure who did this it was a Yahoo News YouGov poll. Just 18% of Americans say Biden should run for re-election in 2024, a new low, 18%. And I'm not even sure, according to this poll, that if he ran again, that 92% would vote for him. They wouldn't. 92% of Democrats are not. What they would do is they'll stay at home. They may not vote for Trump. They may not vote for, for DeSantis. But they're, they're not going to go out and vote for him again. Um. When asked who would you who would they rather see as the Democrat nominee for president in 2024, only about a quarter, 27 Democrats and Democrat leaning independents now say Biden. So Biden, 27 percent. Fewer. <laughs> it's it's hard being Kamala Harris because when when you got less support than Joe, <laughs> it's pretty bad. Uh, she got 19 percent. Uh, most say either someone else at 20%, 30% say not sure, or 4% say they wouldn't vote. What happened post-Taco Tuesday in terms of polling numbers? Let's see. We've got a little polling number action for you guys. <sighs> In January of 2021, 65% of Hispanics said that they approved of Joe Biden. January 2021, now 32%. In January of 2021, 25% disapproved of him, and now it's 63%. That's huge. That's huge, Skins. Absolutely huge. And it's in part because of, it's not just the taco comment, but it's what that taco comment represented. Right. And what and what's going on with the Hispanic community that they are taking for granted, just like they have done with the African-American community. Mayra Flores right now is really in the sights. She is the Hispanic Lauren Boebert or the Hispanic uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Right. That's who she is. And she and, and not just in terms of where she's coming from. This is the gal that just won the special primary in Texas. And not just because she's young and very attractive and hard hitting and articulate, but she is truly conservative when it comes to the policies and she does not mince words baby she is just like an mtg only she does it with a really glorious mexican accent skins please play clip five also you had the first lady had a bit of a slip up this week she since apologized and here was the statement uh the first lady apologizes that her words conveyed anything but pure admiration and love for the latino community do you accept her apology from this past week 
Yeah, right. They don't see us as Americans. They see us as tacos. That's exactly how they see us. And we're proud Americans, and they only are doing this to get our vote, and they think that by giving us tacos and playing Latin music, that that's all it's going to take for us to vote for them in November. It's going to take a lot more than that. We want gas, rent, and groceries to break, come down. We want more money in our pockets, and they're only making our lives more miserable. Right on. They want to give us tacos and play Latin music and think that we're going to get our vote. And you know what? That is so dead true. What, was it was it on Charlemagne the God where Hillary Clinton they asked her, "Oh, what 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 do you got? What do you always carry in your purse?" Oh, it was Cholula hot sauce, <laughs> which is some really good hot sauce, by the way. That's one of my favorites. But that's the level of pandering that they do to the Latin community. She didn't, uh, I don't know if she went on to talk about, I, I don't have the clips for the rest of the interview. I do know she was asked about the border. Because let me tell you, the Democrats, they take the, they, they, it's kind of like, and CNN did an article in response to the Taco Tuesday thing and, 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 and attacked Mayra Flores and saying that, uh, Latina candidates like her, or, and she just won the special election, but she'll have to run again for the next full term, that they're not really Latina. They can't be, you can't be Latina and run as a Republican, right? Well, that's the same thing as Joe Biden telling, uh, he, I think it was Charlemagne. Speaking of Charlemagne, that's where people like to go on and try to pander to the minority community, right? I don't even know if he still has a show. But anyway, Joe, it was Joe Biden said, look, man, if, if, if you're not going to vote for me, how did he put it? Something like, you ain't black if you ain't going to vote for me kind of thing. That's basically how they're treating the Latin community. And I was actually asked today, on Newsmax, was it Newsmax? I don't. It might have been One American News. No, it was Newsmax. Like, what should the what should the Republican Party be doing with the Latin community? Well, we need to be reaching out. We have the best opportunity we have ever had to expand. Look at look at the the Hispanic community and the Asian American community. Are uh, uh, Trump's already shown back in 2016 how we can bring the African American community onto us? In fact, they started peeling away from the Democrats in 2014 because of the open borders. With Biden, because the uh, Obama, the first black president, and they got they were nowhere, nowhere after eight years of Barack Obama. He did absolutely nothing for them. And and when and when we say do nothing for them, we're not talking about that. You know, um, writing checks to the African American community. What they needed was what Trump did, which was lower taxation, opportunity zones. Um, it by by cre- he created jobs at existing businesses that were able to, with the lower taxation or lower, lower regulation, invest in their companies and then hire poor, more people and promote more people. And that created more jobs for the African-American communities. And it's the same thing for the Hispanic community. It, they, uh, they are rife for the Republican Party to go to them and to woo them and say, and, and not even, now is the time to get rid of the labels. That was what was so brilliant about, about Trump was that he defied the labels, right? And he talked policy. He didn't use the same establishment weasel speak that we hear all day long from McConnell. You go listen to any McConnell clips or most of these Republicans, if they've been in office, if they've had one term in office, you're going to hear them using the same establishment, boring, tired, you know, rhetoric, you know, that political speech, right? Political speak. We need to be going to the the Latin community right now who are just desperate to have a party come to them and say, look, here's here's what we can do together to bring down, as she's talking about, bring down the rents, bring down the cost of food, bring down the cost of gas. This is all 100%, 100% 
100% as a result right now. It could not be more clear that what's going on in this country right now is specifically as a direct result of Democrat policies. There is no way for them to blame anybody. This And it was absolutely intentional. Absolutely intentional. She did talk a, a little bit about... Um, one of the things that reminds me so much of Marjorie Taylor Greene is how um, she just takes it right to Biden in, in talking about the border and she's for legal immigration. She talked about how disrespectful it was that Joe Biden fell asleep in his meeting with the Mexican president. And what's interesting is that she she didn't make this remark about it being disrespectful because she felt that it was disrespectful to the president Ob- Obrador of Mexico. She said, I think uh, she said, I found it, find it that very disrespectful. I think it's important to be fully alert and having these conversations that are really impacting all Americans. So isn't it awesome to hear somebody with that accent basically putting forth an American first policy? There's no excuse for the Republican Party to not win in a landslide. But what we need is we need more America first candidates. We don't need any more Mitch McConnell's. I'm not interested in any more Kevin McCarthy's. I'm not interested in any more of these deep state establishment staffing hacks that are just on the take for power and money. Don't want any, I don't want anything to do with that. All right, we're going to take a break. And, and, and we saw some of that on display with this abortion hearing that's taking place, that's been taking place. Josh Hawley got a lot of kudos for how he handled this one woman. I don't think he went far enough. The Republican Party is not hitting back hard against the insanity that is going on and the war that's being waged against children in this country, either inside the womb or outside of it. We're going to sh- talk about that when we come back. Stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show on its way. 888-344-1170. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Last night we uh, talked about the released video from Uvalde from Robb Elementary School. It was an edited video, edited down in, t- in terms of time. It was also edited out of respect to not uh, for... for um, the the children screaming to not be heard. It's no other way to say it. Today, there there are many people that are upset in the community that the video was released. They're saying that it it should have been shown to the families first, and that it should not have been quote leaked. The newspaper and TV outlet that went ahead and shared the video, I think, have a good argument. They said that this that the public has a right to know. And there needs to be transparency that we've got to get to the bottom of this. I'm paraphrasing. And I'm putting it out to you guys because Skins and I were talking about beforehand, 888-344-1170. We were watching in our pre-show prep, we were watching some of the parents and they were upset that, you know, they said, this is, you know, my last, my child's last moments. I will tell you guys that as much as my heart aches for them, y'all know that, y'all know this story has just killed me. There, There is no... You don't see any child being shot. You don't hear any child being shot. We do know when we watch that video that children are during that time period losing their life. But if we're going to, if this story is going to in any way be a force for for protecting children going further, we've got to get to the bottom of it. And I do think the the solution was show the parents the video and then release it. The reason why this media leaked it is because the local officials were never going to release this video 
And and to me, and and you guys can share with me what you think. Skin says he was he was on the fence about whether or not this should have been released before the parents were shown. And I said, well, but the parents were never going to be shown because they were never going to release this video. And they were using the parents as an excuse to not release it. Well, we can't release it to the public because we we've got to release it to the parents first. Well, there's been no reason to not. This happened what May twenty fourth. We're now into July. They didn't. They didn't withhold that video for the for the parents. They withheld it because they were using this story to to push for gun control. They're the ones exploiting the deaths of the children, not this media outlet. And we have a right to know if you're going to be trying to implement for, at a federal level some uh, some law that's going to deny me my right to de- defend myself or the right of some other parent to have their child's life protected, then we have a right to to know if that's what this story is going to be used for. So that's where I come down. It doesn't mean that I don't completely just um, ache for the for the parents down there in Uvalde. There is clearly a war going on against children in the United States of America. One thing that video revealed is that the hardening of schools, which the Biden administration has been open that they are not for, would have saved lives in and of itself. There would have been no need for the law enforcement if there had been locks on the doors. Just locks let alone a metal metal detector, just locks. All that was needed, and he wouldn't have been in there. The other war that's happening in this country is, is abortion. The Democrats are absolutely obsessed with killing babies in the womb. And I'm the, I'm, there's lots of other conservatives in media that use much harsher, stronger language than I do. I don't like to be hyperbolic. I don't like to be somebody that, you know, could ever be accused of using inflammatory language just for effect or just for sound bites. But there is no other way to characterize it. They they are, are absolutely obsessed with two things with children right now. One of which, aside from using the deaths and, and shootings for exploitation for gun control, but just in terms of direct to children themselves, they are absolutely obsessed with being able to kill children in the womb, the pre-born children. And they're also obsessed, obsessed with recruiting children into transgenderism. Absolutely obsessed. Case in point. They... Last night, we reported on the Josh Hawley exchange that went on between him and some alleged law professor uh, Bridges that had to do with her, you know, stating that, yes, men can have babies. And to to say otherwise is to then, you know, force suicide on transgenders. And we're not done with that part of the story. But we have to shift gears to this Democrat witness today, an alleged doctor, Kristen Brandy. I'm not sure, you know, what medical school, you know, she got her comma MD from. Um, But clearly, it's not one in which they teach first do no harm, because this woman is just a little too excited to celebrate the killing of the preborn. Skins, please play clip two. For some, abortion is liberation. There's a lot of good that comes from a people's ability to access abortion, and I want to celebrate that. She wants to celebrate abortion. She wants to celebrate murder. That's what it is. There's liberation. We're free. Like she's some kind of feminazi Gloria Stein. Stein, What was her name? Gloria Stein. I'm talking about burning her bra. We're not talking about burning her bra here. We're not talking about going Julia Roberts, 1998, not shaving your armpits, which was gross, by the way, if anybody saw her on the red carpet. Did you ever see her on the red carpet? Wearing this Marilyn Monroe from Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend kind of gown. And then she raises an arm to wave at the people. And it's like, 
it's it's just like I got more, I, I, you know, she had more hair under her arms than I got on my head. Okay. Anyway, I digress. Where was I? What was I even talking about? How did I end up talking about Julia Roberts's hair under her arms? Um, but they are absolutely obsessed with with killing babies. There used to be a time in which it was about abortion should be safe, legal, and rare. It should just be extreme circumstances. This is something we take seriously. It's very somber and very sober. And now it's about liberation. Women not, you know, trivializing it to literally, this this was my point. When you talk about abortion, the taking of a life as something that's liberating, you are literally trivializing the killing of a human being and, and putting it on the level of, of a woman being free now to not have to face society's pressure to shave her legs. That's what that's the trivia, the trivia, trivializing of taking a pre-born life. And when you are that trivializing and celebrating it, of course, you're then going to be as much of a ghoul as she was in her other clip, which I don't have in front of me. Skins. Okay, I have it. Thank you. I think what you're trying to bring up is abortion care later in pregnancy. Um, and I understand people have very different opinions about what that looks like and how they feel comfortable regarding different um, gestational age limits. But I think talking about these hypothetical scenarios doesn't actually respect the pregnant people that I take care of every day that have varying circumstances. Um, and as a physician, I think the most prudent thing is to listen to their stories, assess their own medical risks, depending on where they are in pregnancy, and help them decide what's best for them. I think bans based on a gestational age, whatever that gestational age is, just create barriers to care. Um, One of the things that struck me about this alleged doctor and the alleged professor yesterday, Bridges, is the way in which they try to soft pedal or push their agenda by using slick speech. Yesterday it was, I want to make note in the middle of this hearing about how, you know, how some, some cis pregnant women are not, are unable to, to carry a child while other cis women are able to carry a child. And that doesn't exclude non-binary, nor does it exclude. We're supposed to be just so in awe of the articulation of the language that they craft out of whole cloth that we're going to be just like, oh, oh. Amen, sister. Amen on the abortion, right? When really it comes across to me like that favorite skit of Saturday Night, of not Saturday Night Live, in Living Color, in which Damon Wayans plays the prison guard trying to use the 25 cent words, right? It's, it's one of my favorite funny clips, but now's not a time to giggle, so I'm not going to play it. Because we're talking about a woman trying to sound so slick to try to whitewash using slick, slickery language to try to avoid the truth. If you think that there should be no gestational age limits, doesn't that sound just so gestational age limits? Imagine if she was British. Yeah. If you think that there should be no such thing as gestational age limits, basically that you can kill a preborn child up to into the birth canal, then why can't you be honest and say, instead of trying to use slick language that covers up and say tries for what to it is. say for what it is, stop trying to obscure what you're really trying to do. In fact, you would not only say, I don't believe, I believe that, that, that a family should have the right to come into my office with nobody around and tell me, yeah, I know I'm a week out from my due date, 
but quite frankly, I you know what I just I, I just not you know we I'm not feeling this pregnancy. I'm just not feeling it. You know what? You know what? We really wanted a girl, and you know at this point, you know we 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 just if we're we've got enough boys in the home, and I need a remodel right now, and I just really you know I'm just really I'm, I'm fed up right now. I'm tired or whatever. What can you do about this? And, and it this show, extreme, but that's exactly what it's coming. It's to. exactly what it is. They want to be able to have for any reason whatsoever, including the choice of sex to be able to kill the child at any point in the pregnancy. And if you think that that is so amazing and something so to be celebrated, then you'll be honest about what the procedure is to the degree to where you will speak it clearly without trying to use weasel slick speech. And you will actually be willing to sit there and show what the procedure involves with pictures and video instead of trying to hide from the American people, the ghoulish barbarianism that is involved in these practices. We are one of only three countries in the world that kills, that commits infanticide of children. And that's exactly what this is. And I don't care. I think it's prudent for people to come into my office and share their stories with me. I'm not interested in anybody's story. Your story ended when you allowed yourself to get pregnant. Now, I'm not going to talk about rape in this segment because she's not talking about rape. She's talking about people just, you know, based upon whatever varying story they've got. There should be no gestational age limit. That's barbaric. And she feels as though it's not respectful to pregnant people to put any gestational age limit on it. Because they're not respecters of human life. They're not respecters of humanity. And the same token in which they're trying to act as though there should be respect for pregnant people. They have no respect for human life. This is the kind of mentality for which and in, in which 100 to 200 million people have been killed under communism. Same type of mentality that led to Hitler. What's the difference? It's whether it's infanticide or genocide. Planned Parenthood was started for the purpose of wiping out black people off the uh, off the face of the earth. That's what the, that's what this is about. They want to be able to kill human beings for flat out convenience or because they don't like an eye color or because they don't like the sex or because you know what? You know, we just can't really handle down syndrome. Well, you know what? Too bad. There's plenty of people waiting. I have a friend of mine who waited 10 years to be able to adopt a down syndrome baby. I was just going to say adoption is a marvelous choice. It absolutely is and it's your obligation. I don't have any respect for this doctor. This is the same type of doctor that experimented on children during Hitler's regime. Mengele. That's what this is to me. And it's shocking. And quite frankly, I, again, I'm going to say this before I get off this topic. I don't understand why there, there was no need for this hearing. There was no need for the Senate Judiciary Committee to have a hearing talking about the legal impacts from overturning Roe v. Wade. Here's all you need to communicate the legal impacts. Go figure out what's going on in your state. Because that's where the... That's, don't like it? Move. Yeah. And you don't like it. You don't like what's going on in your state? Move. Republicans should have refused to even even participate in this because the whole point of it is for them to try to continue to not only push their narrative that abortion is glorious to be celebrated, even if it's a, a, a child who's, you know, already, you know, um, there's dilation at 10 centimeters and the baby's on its way through the birth canal. Um, you know, this is also about pushing the federalizing of it, centralizing it. That decision has been done with the Supreme Court. The argument now is at the state level. 
And I actually didn't think that Josh Hawley uh, did a good job. I felt like he should have said to her, he's much tougher after the interview than he was during it. He's getting far too much praise. Here's what Matt Walsh has did a tweet today that I think is what every Republican needs to be saying uh, to, to these ridiculous, barbaric monsters He says, these hearings at Matt Walsh, these hearings on abortion are instructive. The liberal witnesses have refused to condemn infanticide, refused to define the word woman, and claimed that men can get pregnant. This is the really important part. We cannot share a country with these people. There can be no unity. They are lunatics and they are monsters. And that's what Josh Hawley and every other Republican needs to be saying to their faces to push back against this. There can be no quarter. There can be no compromise with this type of barbarianism. Because eventually they will, it, it will kill off our nation. And we're already on the road to it. Because this is the critical part. I've said it at the beginning and it, it remains true today. That Roe v. Wade was really the cultural Marxist stake in the heart of America. We're going to take a break. We come back. Speaking of Planned Parenthood. What's Planned Parenthood do, doing going into schools? And kindergartners. Kindergartners can't get pregnant and go get an abortion. What are they doing going into schools? We'll share that with you when we come back. More Andrea Kasia on its way. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Before the break, we were talking about um, the Democrats literally being obsessed with abortion. Yeah, um, last week, I think it was last week or a few days ago, um, I, I reported on the fact that there, we were getting reports that after Roe v. Wade um, was overturned to the states, Texas was one of the ones that had a very strict trigger law that went into effect. Well, that just posed a problem for the Biden administration wanting to hustle every pregnant woman they could across, from across the border into abortion clinics. So they started shuttling them around in, in the thick of the night. Well, now they've actually, according to Breitbart, they basically made it um, policy, and, and as uh, this, according to Breitbart, I'm not sure if they've signed an executive order, but this is what this is what Breitbart is reporting. I'll put it this way: President Joe Biden's border officials have decided they will transport detained migrants who want abortions to the U.S. Uh, states that allow abortions. This is according to the Wall Street Journal. Um, the policy director for Numbers USA said, "Why are these detained women pregnant in the first place? If they want abortions, they could have been they could have been impregnated on their way here, probably by members of the cartels. That is probably a significant por- por- uh, portion of the cases. Um, yeah, um, I, we knew it, it, it leaked out that they were moving them around. Um, evidently, it's now been made uh, part of ICE." Uh, DHS and and Immigration Customs Enforcement Agency. It's their new policy. Um, Pregnant individuals detained in ICE immigration custody must have access to full, quote, reproductive health care. This is also a reminder that pursuant to existing ICE policy, it may be necessary to transfer a detained pregnant individual within an area of responsibility or to another AOR where appropriate and practical. Is that how the 10-year-old in Indiana got pregnant by an illegal alien from Guatemala? Yeah, just asking. All right, stay tuned. Hour two coming up. We're going to get deep, deep, deep into the economic crisis with financial thought doctor Dave Elhoff. Don't go anywhere. The Andrew K. Show is coming up. Hour two. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.